greatest. Good morning, South Beach. No, not Dino again. This is Tom for episode 11 of the Fisher Gym Podcast. So today we have a couple special guests. Um, Miss Fernanda, I'll tell you a little bit, a bit about her in a little bit. Mr. Noel, I think he's our first guest to be here twice. Yep. Uh, co-host Pleasure. Patrick. How's it going, before guys? I start, quick thing. So we have a guy that produces the show. He's like a six-foot Australian. He does like 700 push-ups a day. And if I don't do this, this motherfucker calls me at 3 o'clock in the morning and says, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? So I'm going to say it now. Subscribe. <laughs> and he pays us a lot of money, so I have to say this shit. So... Subscribe and like, that'll get us more people interested in it and we can keep doing it and I really need the money. So please, if you can, do it. Now, uh, Fernanda, Noel, uh, I think with anyone watching this, like, what's the deal with you two guys? I mean, are you guys like dating? Are you roommates? Are you like, what's the deal? <laughs> I can't get anything out of him. He's like my best friend and he won't tell me shit. So yeah. what's going on? it's a combination of everything all together. Yeah. Roommates, dating, Come on, what's going couple. On? Talk to me. Well, it was all your fault. What do you mean my fault? What did I do? <laughs> well, you remember, I mean, when when I first moved to Miami, I was coming to train at this gym, which I really like. Because um, of me, and of then course. It happened, it happened for us to meet here. When I was like, you were kicking my ass in the workout. And Noel comes in eating pizza. Remember? I was like literally working out, dying, and of course hungry, <laughs> and he was just walking into the gym. And I'm like, and the biggest really? Uh, <laughs> I, I remember I didn't like him at all in the beginning. I was like, oh. well, yeah, no. funny way of showing it from what I remember. <laughs> that's, we that's, couldn't get that's rid of That's when you know the girl likes you. She doesn't like you at the first, and you know, oh, she likes you. <laughs> yeah, so Noel was in a very bad, I don't know, I'm not going to give away his secrets, but oh, he did not like women, I'm telling you. He used to just <laughs> abuse them. He was like in a hate mode. So, but I want to know, like, are you guys roommates? Are you dating? Have you ever dated, like, uh, you know? I need to know. So, Everyone yeah, keeps asking just, me. I'm like, it just happened. You know, I was not looking for a relationship at all. I was like, can't move Wait, wait so you are in a relationship? I think so. Yes, we are. Right? Okay, so there you have it. It's yeah, I know what's going on with them. <laughs> you know, but yes. I'm going to concentrate on Fernanda. Where are you from? Let people know where you were born. So I am originally from Mexico. I moved to the United States three, it's going to be four years ago. Um, I moved to Miami from Chicago. My family lives in Chicago, and um, and I started there. My career um, has been growing since I moved to America. And uh, well, Miami now it's my new spot. I moved here about six months ago, um, and I really like it. I enjoy it a lot. And the gym, of course, has been a a big factor on me adapting and feel, feeling comfortable in Miami. And. Uh, I, I've never watched them because I know you from from the gym and as a like a, on a personal level. But you're done, done two reality shows, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I have. So I did a show called 90 Day Fiance on TLC. Uh, that was my very very first big uh, appearance on TV in America's uh, well American networks. Then I did a. Uh, another TV show, new, new, total new season first. Uh, the single life was called, and uh, well, we're now 
trying to get uh, a contract for a second season. Just trying to figure it out, probably, potentially. But, uh, but yeah, that's part of it. So now, on the reality shows, how much of it is reality? Uh, is it scripted? Because, well. you know, I've heard that you're quite the drama queen, and he's the complete opposite. <laughs> that I know. He's like well, the it's un-drama interesting, you know? I mean, of course, it's based on uh, reality TV. It's, it is uh, based on your reality, like your, your, your life. Your real life. Yeah, based on like, yeah, your, your, your life. But, um, but I mean, it's a whole production, you know? The producer comes and, and, and tells you their creative ideas based on your reality. And then from then on, you kind of agree on the storyline and it's just a, a teamwork, it's network involved. So it is a little bit tricky and interesting um, because you're obviously giving away your privacy, which is very expensive. Um, and that's the, that's the hardest part, I guess, for a cast member to just give away your privacy and let a bunch of people to come home and film your life. And then, did you do anything in Mexico? Man, I don't, I don't know myself. Were you on TV at all, Mexico model, yes, anything? Yes, I did, um, just as a hobby. I always did as a hobby, just social media started since, like, doing vines. I don't even know if you know what I'm I used to do, um, I worked for a marketing agency, so I would do commercials. I would uh, talk on, um, just for, like, um, promoting stuff and, like, football games and stuff like that. I did uh, beauty shows. I was like Miss Guanajuato, which is my state. And it just always been in the public eye somehow in different projects, but was only a hobby. Until I came to America, I was actually a little bit more professional and more like a, a job. And then were you talented as a child? Did you sing? Did you dance? Did you act? Were you... Since I was little, I remember my mom, um, she have a photographer friend and I was baby, I was a few years old and he would always come and take pictures of me and and get me on like little like commercials and things. So I was always, uh, I always liked to be on camera. I was like, my mom would say once and somebody puts a camera in front of you, something turns on on you and you just like, are, like, I don't know. So. Right. I always like it. <laughs> and Fernanda, to jump in, I was I was wondering okay. too, uh, bringing it to boxing a little bit. You yeah. know, you're from Mexico. Yeah. Mexico has a rich boxing history. So many champions. Yeah. Was that something on your radar as a kid? Were you a fan? Were there members of your family that were big fans of Mexican stars yeah, growing this up? Is, this is this is a really interesting question because my family are very conservative and my grandparents are so religious and they did not like violence at all in any aspect in our life so growing up we couldn't even play with water guns that's how strict <laughs> wow. my grandpa was because he will just have this extreme idea of no violence at all for anything that symbolizes and they thought that of course a boxing was a sport that we just as a child we, we shouldn't have around and I always liked it but I never could um, either practice it or watch it or anything because I would feel bad because of my. So family. what do they think of Noel now? That, I mean, you're dating a boxer. <laughs> you're almost like the forbidden case. Yeah. Like, almost forbidden. I have to guess. <laughs> I just feel like after I moved to America and I just been on my own, I I've been able to just break those agreements with my family and I respect them and love them so much. But I choose to just live by whatever I want now yeah. and. 
I mean, I want to date a boxer. Why? <laughs> and she's that's a, it. She's Go a basketball ahead. fan, actually. She used to play basketball. Yeah, oh, really? I used to play basketball since so I was eight years old to 16. So I played eight years of my life. And I always went to sports. After that, I started doing bodybuilding. I did one show. Oh, wow. Then after that, just training. It's just always been, fitness has always been part of my life. And Did you dunk a basketball? Did I what? Can you dunk a basketball? Nah, nah. No. With my help. I'm not yeah. tall enough. He helps me. He lifts me up. So yeah, it's been, it, it's been interesting. I, I think that's why our relationship is going so well because we share that passion of fitness somehow and we both like to Of course. Train. And you got the athletic background with the bodybuilding, obviously. You my have, dad was a bodybuilder. Actually. Wow, there you go. <laughs> so you have a lot of exposure to dieting, right? Training. Yeah. So now that you're dating Noelle, a pro boxer here, oh, it probably fits really right good. in, right? He's eating good. And <laughs> she, she takes care of me. Right <laughs> keeps you trim and ready to go. But talk to us a little bit about what it's like to date a professional fighter. Be around him in training, maybe see both sides to him. I know Noel is a nice guy out of the ring, but in the ring, you know, he he hits like uh, you know, getting hit by a horse or something. So you know what? When all my friends and family and everybody knew that I was like, they find out that I was dating Noel. Not they don't they don't know him personally, of course. They just know that he's a boxer. But everybody has that stigma of like, oh my god a fighter like you know and, and they were like are you okay like is he good to you like and and i don't know at the beginning i was just i never actually i never doubted and i never like questioned myself is he like that because i just knew him in a personal level where like i always felt really comfortable with him and he's just like really nice person well, he one, come one, one time we did when I, there's a netflix sh show about carlos oh Mason. my god yes. you know carlos <laughs> The, oh, the uh, Monzon, right? Yeah. Uh, well, he was a lunatic too. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He played this Monzon. I never, I never the watched it. Life. I knew about him, but I never watched the <laughs> show. Yeah, scared her. <laughs> we watched the show together, and I saw the clip where he killed her, his wife, or something. Oh my god! Horror movies, they have good music god. in there, right? Two, a lot yeah. of horror movies Great and monster. violence on Netflix <laughs> these so, days. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot, you know, a, a lot of things that definitely made me like, um. Oh, are they like because but I just also think that it, it probably is, as a modeling, you know, there is a stigma on every single career where people generalize and it's not like that, you know, not that uh, everybody's like that. Everybody so. thinks boxes are violent. Are you I teaching mean, them a little Spanish or is see, yeah. you're multilingual as well. You're yeah. both, you both are. So. Five, no, four. four. Going on five. And I feel like that's see. helping him <laughs> to learn Spanish. At the beginning, he spoke like uh, just a little bit and it was funny, but now he's learning so fast and a lot and it's not funny anymore. I don't want to like even talk to my mom when he's around. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's learning Spanish really quick. Noel, so how's it, uh, you know, dating Fernanda now, giving oh. you some more focus in the in the boxing game, maybe giving more structure to your life? Um, yeah. Talk to me about how maybe it parallels into your career right now. How's it, how's it everything I mean, going? It's very comfortable. Like, she takes care of me, she cooks, she eats healthy by herself, she works out a lot, which I do. And uh, Wait, I found french fries in the car the other day. Yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> we are all sinners, Tom. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we have many uh, things in common and she plays sometimes this drama queen and so, but 
in, like at home, she's a very supportive, smart uh, person, and uh, I adore that about her and admire her. And yeah, we make a good couple, so she it's really a support of it. That's now awesome. it's easier than to be single and fighting. That's awesome. Yeah, so you guys got a strong team headed into a fight, hopefully soon. Tom, I know we talked a little bit about you know some potential opponents for Noel, um, some things getting worked out. Both of you guys, if you want to jump in there to talk about maybe what's next and, um, you know, Yeah, when. so the thing about boxing is it's basically full of just interesting people. I'll save it there. I'll, I'll save it for another day. But uh, so with the COVID thing, it's a little bit different. There's Macabre, I think, the cruiserweight champ in the WBC. Uh, Mauricio Suleiman, who's a president, is really trying to help us out as much as he can. He's a good guy. And we kind of want to fight Maccabi for the title, but he's in, I don't know, Africa, and he was saying that he can't leave Africa because of the COVID thing. Then we were supposed to fight a guy named Machunio Southpaw, pretty durable guy, he's ranked number one. And then he went off, he says he couldn't fight. So right now we're trying to work out something with Dordola, who's ranked right there. African uh, champion. Uh, he's the experienced good guy. We try to fight for uh, entering world title as uh, soon as possible because the champion can't defend it, uh, against me right now. So we yeah. will probably fight for the interim title. So we're working on that right now with our promoters. Is there someone that you want? Yeah, I'll fight anybody in the division, but he's very comfortable to fight right now. He's experienced. I mean, he's a little bit older than me. I'm in my prime right now, which I have, should use proper. Right. And I feel very comfortable beating him and getting the interim world title so uh, the champion can run for me and we can make the fight happen for the WBC Sure, title. and a lot of people ask me, what brought you to the States and what brought you specifically to the Fifth Street Gym? Because people well, ask me that, so maybe Long story short, uh, I, was I was already like two years traveling back and forth from Miami to Germany because I used to train here with uh, Pedro Diaz with the Cubans in Tropical Park. Yeah, great trainer. And last year when I came here, it was right in front of uh, COVID. And so the lockdown happened, everything was closed. And I was on my own without family, nothing. And like, I was training every day at the beach. So I was tired of running. Right. And then I was looking for the gyms which were open. And Google said this gym is open and I just drove by but it was closed. And you had no idea yeah, anything yeah. about the gym? You're first, just like... First of all, I was looking for the gym like an hour or so because I didn't know that it's in the alley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're behind a sex shop by the name of Norman Rooster. I didn't want to Rooster. say that, but yeah. Nobody <laughs> made this shit up. Very unique. And then I came here, but I, the doors well, were closed, but I hear the bell. Yeah. So I called and Tom picked up the phone and he's like, I'm okay. in Chicago, but the gym is open. I said, Come tomorrow. So he set an appointment with Dino the next day I was here and yeah, I started training and I liked it. We have a good relationship and yeah. I like the atmosphere in the gym and uh, meet cute girls here, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, Only yeah. me. You got, a, you got your hands on a belt now, you have a exactly. girlfriend, things are really on the up and up for Noel yeah. right me now, history. Me and Tom and Dino are, are working on great things and uh, I'm looking forward to make uh, big things happen. So everything is going to the right direction and I'm looking yeah. forward to do more. And I, and I do want to ask you too, so as you know, I'm a hardcore boxing fan. I love, I love watching fighting. Um, I'm into the sweet science. I appreciate that as well. But a lot of the casual fans out there, as we all know, they love the knockout. Mm. And you're a guy who has tremendous power. I've seen it firsthand. I've oh. held the bag and felt that you hit like a yeah. mule. But in your record recently, there's been a lot of decisions. And I want to ask you, going forward now, yeah. are you are you thinking about that and trying to give the fans those knockouts to try to just get your name out there even more? Or is it just about getting the win? Because unfortunately, 
you know, a lot of those casual yeah. fans and attention, they want to see knockouts. That's true, but uh, a long time in boxing, my stepfather was a boxer, a professional fighter, and I uh, followed his career, and I had much experience in the sport, and people are always talking. You know, you have a guy, for example, Vladimir Klitschko, he was knocking out everybody, but people were still calling him boring, but he was <laughs> knocking out everybody. And then you have somebody like Floyd Mayweather is out pointing everybody, and they would say, oh, he's boring. So, as you know, boxing is better, as better it gets, it's like chess. Less people admire it because you have to have more knowledge about it. Mm -hmm. I'm a guy with a tremendous power, but, you know, you, if you don't land the punch, you can lose the fight. If somebody's right. outboxing you, you know. So, in my uh, career, I always went on the safe side and I, I knew I can outbox him because of the boxing skills. I always use my boxing. I'm, I'm a guy, I never do like more than is necessary to beat the guy, you know what I mean? I like to dominate the guy over 12 rounds. But I can punch. And mm -hmm. yeah, I had two robbery decisions in my career, which made me more motivated, more focused to knock people out. And yeah, everybody <laughs> knows how hard I hit, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> this more about timing, too, than about power. Yeah. So I'm working right now only on the, the only thing I haven't seen him power. hurt is the like two-ton horse that wound up hitting him like a horse <laughs> when he stepped on his foot. That's what I like about this gym. I'm breaking here. Everything, every back, and Tom lets me still train you. head open, yeah. <laughs> and and you're a horse the rider, too. Yeah, that he broke the other day. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, leaking. He broke that thing over there. I've had to repair the speed bag a handful of times. It's also a good thing about us. Her father has a ranch with very, very pretty nice horses, and uh, they invited me over there, and I was riding the Andalusians. They're very, very nice. Uh, High quality horse, I had so much fun, and uh, it's also a big plus when I'm with her. Tell me a story when a horse was trying to kick you, though. When you were, oh, yeah, like, one of them yeah. stepped oh on my God, foot. So yeah. I was wearing these noble shoes, which are like socks. Yeah. And I, sh I can show you a picture of the horse. The horse is like a huge, huge horse. Like next to me, it looks like. And it's full weight stepped on your foot? And I was like patting him, <laughs> and he just like sneaked his foot on my foot. And I couldn't even scream because it hurt so much. <laughs> well, tell me that you were teasing the horse too with the carrots. Not this one. <laughs> <laughs> so it was its friend or something. I was getting yeah. it back. Yeah. This is a hobby. <laughs> yes. Which has been your hardest fight? I've never asked you that. What's you, th you think you've been, it's been your toughest to, fight? To be honest, if you watch all my fights, I always won clearly. There's nothing like really close, or so I always outbox the guys. Like and I never got hit. Which is very important in boxing because as many like small fighters say, you last long in the sport. Like, look, I'm 30 years old. I have nothing in my face besides a, a cut yeah, from your brains off a little bit. <laughs> but it's better than uh, other fighters, usual fighters. And um, yeah. Well, we know you have the power to translate to heavyweight, right? So I mean, would that be something you'd entertain if it was the right opponent and the cruiserweight guys are dodging you or whatever is the case and maybe the right heavyweight comes along that would well I, yeah of course but first i want my cruiserweight world title official to be in my curriculum and then i can step up to the heavyweight division cool. and then how does how does fernanda help since since you guys are together because i knew you before and you know your habits yeah. how she changed you because you know i, I love this girl so you know, you may say something <laughs> nice about her but as i mentioned she's always like preparing good meals for me healthy meals and uh supporting me with the training and uh, go to massages and like everything where an athlete needs she's also mentally very supportive which i really uh, like and yeah makes my life easier that's awesome Right? Huh? What a team. Oh, cry. But, no, but, I, but I want to ask you guys <laughs> both a little bit about, and, um, you know, just some of the boxing news today. 
especially with a guy like Usyk coming up from heavy, or cruiserweight to heavyweight. Um, obviously, he had his reign at cruiserweight. What are things looking like for him um, potentially in a fight against Joshua? Do you think he's too undersized, or is his skill level enough to have success in the heavyweight division? Well, it depends on it. I saw Usyk because he's a very skillful, very talented good fighter, with much amateur experience. He beat everybody in the cruiserweight division. He had some hard fights lately and that beat all of the creme de la creme guys. Yeah. And you have Joshua who is uh, physically very strong and uh, fast and uh, heavier but doesn't have the skills as Usyk. He's not a southpaw. So maybe the power of uh, Joshua will make Usyk tired and his weight advantage. But I, I can also see Usyk outbox Really? Because his footwork is very good, very experienced, and he's mentally very strong. Because Chisora seemed to give him some problems. Yeah, but Chisora is a grown-up heavy heavyweight <laughs> with much experience. I mean, he fought all the best in, in the for sure in the division, and uh, also he gave his all in this fight because it's the end of his career, so he had to. Uh, Actually, that fight's going to be a really good gauge for us too, because um, I think Noel hits. Every bit as hard as David, David Hay or Louis Ortiz, his power, and you felt it. I mean, yeah. you really, and I've had a lot of professional fighters, former champions, hold that, that bag when he hits it. And, of course, it's different hitting a bag than a, than a human being. But you can tell by the sound of it. But so his power, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the guys had headphones on walking down the alley. He's like, I ain't sparring that guy. I can hear him <laughs> through my headphones, you know, tearing yeah. up the bag. And Evander got to see it, right? Old but there's a saying, yeah. a boxer always wins. Puncher, so you have to have also the skills also, to also the skills, yeah. Which he punch. has, yes. you know. But Yusek doesn't have the power, so I think that'll be a good gauge for us. Yeah, uh, very good skills, very experienced. And, and people are really underestimating his mental strength. Yeah. And watch his eyes, he's a very smart mental strength uh, guy. Which he's told me many times, you know, he's he knows him as well as anyone. I like Joshua, but I like both. Yeah, both it's an interesting fighters. division right now. There's a lot of different uh, talent and and fighters, but if you want to... I want to get back to Fernando yeah. for a second. What brought you down to Miami? I know you're in Chicago. I know you train with a lot of guys in Chicago that we that I also know, but Correct. what brought you down here? Yeah. So my agency, my uh, modeling agency is um, out here, but also in Chicago. But Chicago got really... The, well, the, the market got... Well, with COVID, plus the winter, Chicago gets a little, like, you know, depressing. So a for little? me... <laughs> yeah, for me, I like, I like the hot weather. I like the beach and... I, I come here, I used to come here every two months for work, so I really enjoyed the fitness community, I enjoyed uh, the beach, I enjoyed everything about it, and I just, I thought that with COVID and everything going on, it was a perfect time for me to just make a move, and I did, just follow it. You still have to finish the beach workout when you go in the water that you never finish, remember that one? That's something, I mean, just I need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Also, yeah. what's your favorite food? Did you like to cook? Because I know you like to cook. I've been over yeah, to the place for dinner. Taco. I don't want to say it to be called like names, but you like tacos. Is that your favorite meal also to, to well, have prepared? I have tried a lot of new things because, yeah. of course, Noah has traveled everywhere. He yeah. knows about food from, you know, a lot of different meals. And I also don't want to just, you know, cook Mexican food over and over. We eat really healthy, which we always try to just like, do the healthy version of every meal. So we've been trying to learn new things, right? I didn't like Mexican food at all before. Like, I eat it, but it's not like <laughs> I was admiring your favorite. So, 
Pues fue quesadillas a mucho gusto. Next level. <laughs> yeah, we love food. Yeah, one day I came over at the house, you didn't have tacos, you had pasta. Because I thought that you, well, you always had tacos, and I then know, Dino yeah. was coming, he's Italian, I was like, hey, I'm just, I don't know. Pasta. <laughs> so what's going on for with the show? Any any news on what's going on for the next season? And I know you... Well, we are, we are negotiating, you know, at this point, I mean, Noel will be involved. If that happens, we have to, you know, we have to meet everybody's standards. Why don't you have your own show? You need to have your own show. I know, right? We have to. <laughs> Not a soap opera, like your own show. Talk to my Manager Tom. <laughs> oh, that's way above my pay. And Noel, you got, you're yeah, going to have your I, debut I, I, on the big screen. Oh, I was already twice in the show. Oh, okay. It was really interesting. I didn't know nothing about it, so I was a little bit like shy. And, like, I mean, and then we just, we're, we're fresh. A, a lot of things happen so quick, which is like move to Miami, we start dating, my grandma passed away. I feel like yeah, it was a really yeah. amazing support at that moment. That a lot of times I even think that something, you know, I'm very into like, um, destiny and, and, and stuff like that. So I do believe that he was meant to be or cross my path at that time because I needed a support and he's been just amazing. Um, so a lot of things have been happening. It's only been six months. We've been handling everything really well because of course you're dealing with everything coming up with the fight and myself and my career and the modeling right now, swim week. And it's just been a lot. I think that we're doing great, but we're very excited yeah, talk about, about swim week. What is a lot of people ask me? I don't even know what it was. So swim week. week is basically like a fashion week on Miami, but based on or focused on swimwear. Um, a lot of brands from all over Brazil. Good thing you said that. Huh? I thought like swimwear. So did you go any part? Have you gone? Have uh-huh. you gone to any parties? Because he's well, actually he's I have models. a show right <laughs> after this. Thing. And he's coming to watch it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm working for uh, some designers, and this show is called The Art of Hearts, and it's a big show in the Phyanisterium. Um, and you yeah. actually missed the show today just to come here today, right? Oh, she I didn't later. miss it. I'm going to get there late, but <laughs> it's okay. Um, this is worth it. We'll probably move it here. So it's okay. Um, yeah, I have that show later, so you guys are invited. You want to come watch? It's no, be fun. we have to go. Oh, no, we have to go to the... No, him and I are, have a job tomorrow night. We're commentating on a fight. Oh, I, I heard that. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. A lot of different new projects. We're the Jim Lampley and George Foreman. There you go. If the cruiserweight and heavyweight division yeah. doesn't work out for us, we got to fall back on something. First, I'm on a reality show and I'm a commentator. Like, I see where it is. Reality star, <laughs> commentator, amazing boyfriend, fighter. We went, world look, champion. We went from going to Florida and, and the Dolphin Mall to look at us now, all because Fernanda <laughs> opened up the, the doors for us. But. Well, we're very excited about everything and anything that comes in our careers. We both here for supporting each other and we're excited about it. Well, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming on, um, Tom. If you want to give give the little shout out where everyone can follow and hit the link to subscribe. <laughs> yeah, because that fucking psycho Australian is going to be calling me at three o'clock. I'm like, why don't you tell them to do this? Why don't you tell them that? And we got Anthony's got that great story we're bringing on in like two minutes. Exactly. Anthony's going to tell us a story about UFC and Jeet Kune Do and Brazil, uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, my two favorite, I, I've wanted to do this since the beginning. And these are my two favorite people in the world. I hope I'm not forgetting anything. Uh, looking at the producer while Anything else I need to, uh, to mention, Mr. Producer? <laughs> Don't be calling me up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Just for uh, you guys Paolo, to... Fernanda at Furt Flores okay, Official. There you go. Mm-hmm. Noel. Noel Mikaelian. At Noel Mikaelian. Spell it. 
N O E L N-O-E-L-M-I-K-A-E-L-I-A-N. I-A-N. See how the brain works still off the box? Still works. <laughs> I, 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 I tell you, this is, I've been with a lot of fighters. I got to say this while he's here. I've met a lot of fighters. I've predicted who's going to be cruiserweight champ. I, I predicted champions, not many. I've only worked with a few guys. And as soon as I saw him working, and it doesn't take long to figure out what a person's like. And after hanging around with him for a week, didn't even see him punch, didn't see him do anything. I knew he had the personality, and I, I know he had what it took to become he champion. He's dedicated. He's and that's without me even really knowing anything about his boxing. You're remember? making me sweat like I'm. Yeah, we're sw- I'm sweating <laughs> like a whore in church again <laughs> because we have no air conditioning in this thing and <laughs> whatever. But he knows I love him, and I'm glad that she's part of his life because he was driving me nuts hanging out with him 14 hours a day. And uh, we're good to go. And I think that's it. Episode 11 in the books. I think Dino's back in, what, another week and a half, two weeks. And ciao for now. (laughs) See you guys. So speaking of the UFC, this weekend we have Mr. Swinging Arms, Mr. McGregor fighting. (laughs) But Anthony has an interesting story. You guys know Anthony's a partner trains here at the gym. And he trained under Bruce Lee's partner and instructor. But he was telling us a story before. Patrick, take it over from here. Yeah, yeah. I was talking with Anthony uh, the other day, and he just gave me this gem of a story. Really, the origin story of the UFC, an alternate version that went untold. So, Anthony, if you can dive into what the UFC could have been instead of the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu beginning. Of course. Yeah, no, no. It goes back. I mean, a lot of people don't think about this or, or speak about it. But UFC won. You know, Hoist Gracie dominated everything. And then all of a sudden, you know, 1993, this whole, everybody wants to train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's the most, like, supreme art. There is really no supreme art. I mean, you should cross-train in, in multiple things. That was the beauty of what mixed martial arts, the movement was. But going back, Jeet Kune Do, for as popular as Bruce Lee is, it's really interesting that not many people train the system because, uh, you know, Jeet Kune Do is art and philosophy. But, so you take one of uh, Guru Dan Inosanto's student, Eric Paulson heard of him yeah. right so he's the first american to ever win i think light heavyweight champion in uh, of shooto shoot wrestling in japan right so now it's catch wrestling he trained jiu-jitsu he trained silat he trained filipino martial arts he trained wing chun western boxing dutch style like thai boxing all this stuff the whole mixed martial artist for some reason the gracies didn't match them in ufc one i believe if eric and Royce fought it would have been a very different turnout and maybe people would have like opened their eyes to wait, Jeet Kune Do, or, or the mindset of Jeet Kune Do to really cross-train, dabble in, you know, look at something. So basically, st- one of, you're saying that they almost set themselves up the Gracies for them to succeed based, based on that. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't Hoist, as great as he is, fight Eric? Why didn't they make that happen? He's so popular now, you know, first American in Japan. This yeah, is because a, he did the and it's, it's catch wrestling. Hicks, for instance. Yeah, no, I mean, this is a wrestler versus a jiu-jitsu practitioner. Why not? And why not see what happens? Then after that, then boom. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, everybody wants to train it, which is great. Jiu-Jitsu is a beautiful art. It's a very honest art. But again, I think the mindset or like the whole acceptance of Jeet Kune Do, because when I, when I speak about Jeet Kune Do, a lot of people are like, well, what is that, Taekwondo? And they don't really get right. it. But then when I say, oh, it's Bruce Lee's, oh, yeah, and everybody knows Bruce Lee. And I, I can't tell you how Bruce many Lee. times I repeat myself. I say this over and over again. Yeah. Uh, but the, the problem is everybody wants to be like Bruce Lee. But, but again, Bruce Lee was saying, you know, be yourself. Yeah. That's the whole thing. And then people it's tend very, to forget it's very that. very interesting because with Bruce Lee, too, most people think like karate, they think taekwondo, kickboxing. Yeah. 
they don't think of Jeet Kune Do, Jeet Kune Do and um, yeah, that UFC moment was so big. Now jiu-jitsu is so popular. Yeah, of course. Bruce Lee's art is mm -hmm. almost lost in a way. I mean, again, and that has to do with the instructors and practitioners because um, we teach the Jun Fan material, what Bruce Lee taught. The, one, one more time. The one. Jun, Jun Fan, Lee Jun Fan. Explain the difference. Explain, okay, yeah. so, so in 1967 when Bruce Lee taught his students, his methods consisted of about 27 different martial arts and when and Wing Chun was the dominant so he had his the nucleus so there you know when he passed away some people just taught the nucleus but he was all about wait no we need to evolve this because you know this you know people are getting smarter with how they how to fight and even in today's world too with the the access that we have we can't do things 10 years ago there is no, I mean, people constantly involve with their You're training. Evolving, yeah. That's what it is. Like research. No, yeah, research and development. That's with anything. You know, yeah. you have to get better. You have to take, or even the approach. Even if you look at something 10 years ago, if you have different eyes or you get influenced by something, there could be another way. Right. And that, that's what that's what Bruce Lee was all about. He's like, don't don't really teach what I'm teaching because this isn't this is going to be meaningless in 10 years. Or it might not, there might be a better fighter out there. That's what's so interesting too mm -hmm. about with Bruce Lee. Didn't he mention that boxing and oh, yeah. wrestling were yeah. the two strongest bases for fighters? Absolutely. Like when he but came tell to- Tell a story well, about the Muhammad Ali. Yeah, when, when he came to this country, you know, he was looking at Muhammad Ali, he's huge influence. And he's like, wait, I have to move like this man. And that's why like our footwork is based on Ali. He's like out of box, you know, style. And um, he knew that sparring brought out the truth. All this magic that you do, I mean, not, not that it's, everything has its place, but what can you really pull off in the ring? Right. Against someone equally matched, like you're not here to kill each other, you're regulated, you got gloves on, you can punch, you can kick, you can throw elbows, you can grab, don't break any bones, yep. don't, don't hit somebody, you know, rip somebody's eye out or kill them, right. you know, and let's see if we can go the distance and what works and what doesn't work or how do you respond under the pressure. And that's what's so interesting with the UFC today mm -hmm. is it's constantly evolving. It's so young. It's yeah. only been around for 25 years or so. Yeah. So the skill levels are just going, blowing out of the water mm -hmm. and we're getting to see which martial art is most dominant. Right now, a lot yeah. of guys with wrestling backgrounds mm -hmm. seem to have an advantage, but but, but even change. But even still well, though, also, uh, a lot of people, you said about sparring before, a lot of people don't realize this. Bruce Lee still used to like spar oh, yeah. and fight. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. He, no, no, of course. He's, he used he's to spar and fight, but also what he trained, he mastered his level. Right. Like even you take Wing Chun, he only studied it for five years. Now granted, like to be called a master or whatever, it takes about 20 years, you know, but he, he studied and he repped the crap out of all the stuff. Repetition, repetition. Yeah. He owned his level. So, but sparring is the truth. That's why there's a few honest arts. Boxing is one of them. Muay Thai is another. And jujitsu. You cannot lie and say, oh, I can box. Okay. Let me see your footwork. Let me see your hand work. Let me see what you got. There you know, is. so. Absolutely. You know, there it is. So, uh, very interesting so story. So there you go. Right? I mean, a very interesting that. story that. Yeah, a lot know, of people. I mean, I didn't know. That yeah. I just learned today. So. Um, and McGregor this weekend, right? Big UFC fight. Obviously, huge card around him and everything. We'll mm -hmm. see which art he can implement to maybe get the win in the trilogy. Everyone's excited to see you have? what style he brings. I think McGregor's going to get it done, although I do think part of his mystique is gone with a big win. Some of it is going to be back. It's going to be exciting. 50-50 Sifu? Yeah, I think it's 50-50. Again, you don't know what happens the day of. I mean, they say like reasons why you lose fights. I mean, one, you're having a bad day. It could happen. Something could happen to him on the way to the ring. We all have. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, you could be prepared and ready to go. I don't, I, you know, I don't know, but I think I think McGregor wants to win. Yeah. From his last, <laughs> so we'll see if he can keep his cool. You know, I mean, I like to see it go the distance. I'd like to see less grappling, more striking, right. because that's just more entertaining for me personally. I'm gonna go for my swinging, drinking. <laughs>
There Irish it is. Man, right? He's got the Ric Flair walk down. <laughs> big fight tonight. Appreciate that story. That was yeah, really cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You Thank you. And yeah. uh, everyone, go hit follow, subscribe at the Pod Matrix on YouTube, Instagram, Brooklyn Boxing Podcast, and Sifu. Make yeah, sure so to give a shout out where they actually, can check it out. It's Sifu underscore AF. And then uh, I represent also Kong Performance Miami. You can check that out. You see, it's like a, an interesting way to train. Awesome. Hit the buttons, if you will. <laughs> like and subscribe. Yes, and I'm going to tell you why I tell you to say that, even though I don't want to. Thanks, guys. I am the greatest. <laughs>